breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Senator John Kennedy. Senator, good morning. Thanks for. Uh, we're looking forward to this session with you today. Good morning, Mike. Morning, Aaron. Morning, me too. We got uh, we've got a lot of questions uh, we've uh, been soliciting from our our listeners, and uh, let me start with uh, one that Joey asks in uh, Shreveport: Why do most politicians refuse to really debate or discuss issues and solutions instead of just talking in platitudes and sound bites like tax reform, etc.? Well, boy, I, you know that's an interesting question. Uh, I love to debate. Uh, On the Senate floor, I debate issues all the time with my uh, with my Democratic colleagues and in some cases, Republican colleagues. I love coming on talk radio and having people call in and say, you're right about this. You're wrong about this. And here's why. So, you know, I, I enjoy it. Now, I don't speak for anybody else but me and I don't avoid it. It's just that I I can't really call up NBC News and say, hey, guys, I want to come on. Give me 10 minutes tonight. I want to come on and debate Bernie Sanders about uh, about the future of Israel, you know, because they're not likely to give me the time. I wish they would, but they won't. What's their loss? Yeah. Senator, I got a, I got a version of this question from several teachers, and I'll just read this one that was pretty well done. Could you please okay. do something to reduce or end the Social Security offset? I worked for 20 years and paid into Social Security, and I made a career change and became a teacher. Since I get teacher retirement pay, my Social Security monthly payments have been offset or reduced to almost nothing. Uh, I'm very well aware of the problem. The short answer is yes, we're trying. It's called the windfall Um elimination provision and the government pension offset provision. Here's how it works. Let's suppose you work for the government. In this case, you were a teacher. You worked for your local government, and you and you were a member of the retirement system. You weren't given anything. You had to pay money into it, and, and the local government matched it. But you also spent some time throughout your career in the private sector, so you paid in Social Security. There's this rule that says when you retire and start getting your pension for being a teacher, you don't get the full amount of your Social Security that you put in. And it, it's not logical, and it's certainly not fair. Uh, we're trying to change it. It would have an impact financially. Um, Social Security, the numbers right now in Social Security don't work after, I think, 2033 we're going to uh, run into cash flow problems. Uh, what I I'm suspect, surprised it's I, that I, long. Well, I, I don't. Well, they're they're they keep putting band aids on it. Well, so people aren't going to lose their social security. I, I don't want anybody to be scared. And when I say this, but there's no question we're going to have to do something. 
um, because the money, the cash flow is just not there. People are getting older and there are not enough young people to pay into the system to cash flow it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the population ages, absolutely. Uh, Kevin says, I wrote Senator Kennedy protesting the way that the January 6th protesters were being treated by the Justice Department. Whoever responded to me said they were proud of what was being done to the January 6th protesters. Is that the way Senator Kennedy really feels? Let me be very clear about what happened on January 6th. It was an abomination. Let me say it again. It was an abomination. You have the right to peacefully protest in America. You do not have the right to riot. And people broke into the Capitol. I was there. I saw it. It was illegal. Did everybody who participated in the, in the rally break the law? Of course not. They didn't do anything wrong. You got the right to come down to the Capitol and protest. But you don't have the right to break in and trash the place. And those who did that have been punished. Now, I can't, I can't follow, I mean, I can't uh, talk intelligently about every individual case and whether somebody was overpunished or somebody was underpunished. But um, that's the way I see it. Uh, and I'm not going to bubble wrap it. And I don't want to ever ever, ever see it happen again. You can still have time to submit your questions for Senator Kennedy. He's joining us until 840 this morning. Here's from Charlie B. Uh, Senator Kennedy, when are all these government officials in Washington who are guilty of abuse of power at a minimum going to prison? Well, first, um, there has to be an impeachment proceeding. I mean, there doesn't have to be. The Justice Department could could bring an indictment. Uh, I don't I don't know which politicians the uh, the caller is talking about, but there are two ways to do it. One is to have the Justice Department or a local prosecutor bring an indictment. Impeachment will probably do the trick. You can't impeach somebody unless they've committed a high crime or misdemeanor. Uh, I'm not going to vote to impeach somebody just because I don't like their position on an issue, even if I hate their position on an issue. This is America, and you have the right to have that point of view. Of course, I have the right to have mine. Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, if somebody breaks the law, they should be prosecuted, but I'm not naive. I understand that our Justice Department um, – you know, not just this Justice Department, but every Justice Department picks and chooses. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it's unfair. Uh, another question. Uh, thank you, Senator. We're talking with Senator John Kennedy. Uh, why do you feel DeSantis, or does why does he feel DeSantis is not doing better in the polls? Well, number one, it's early. It's it's really, really, really early. And here's my prediction about the presidential race. The experts will be wrong. They always are. You know, all these talking heads that, who've never run a campaign in their natural lives, 
think they can predict the future. I can't predict the future. I got to wait on it like everybody else. So that's point one. Uh, point two. People vote for president, I believe, the American people, not just on the issues, but they also vote on the the person. The person they elect president is going to be in their living rooms at least for four years. And they want to feel like they know that person. They can trust that person. That person won't just tell them what they want to hear. That person um, has character. That person has self-awareness. That person is comfortable in that person's own skin. Um, I think Governor DeSantis has not yet done that. People are still trying to figure him out. While we're on I that subject, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt ahead. you. While we're on no, that subject, ahead. Jeffrey I said the same, same thing. He said uh, uh, along the same lines, if Trump is the nominee, Senator Kennedy, will he have your full support? Uh, I, I'm not going to say anything about the presidential election. I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to get involved right now. Um, I'm concentrating on the United States Senate elections in five or six states where we can have a chance to take back the United States Senate. Um, I believe it's good that a lot of people are running. I wish more Democrats were running. Um, I think competition makes all of us better. Um, but I get asked every day in Washington, what are you going to do in the presidential race? And I tell them all the same thing. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's early days yet. We're talking with Senator John Kennedy. We're going to take a real quick break. We'll be back with more of your questions. Mike and McCarty. What a- One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Senator John Kennedy very graciously has uh, agreed to answer your questions, and uh, we have received a lot of them. Senator, a lot of people are just aghast at the fact that somebody brings cocaine into one of the most secure buildings in the world. And they ask, could we open a full investigation into the cocaine issue? I could care less who's on coke. It was my issue with bringing an uncontrolled substance into one of the most secure facilities in the U.S. What if that had been anthrax or another lethal substance? Um, good question and good point about the anthrax. I mean, here, here's what I think. Um, doesn't mean I'm right. First... Um, it's, I, I don't, I, I just don't believe that the FBI can't find out, uh, through, through sophisticated DNA analysis and, and otherwise, um, wh- whose Coke it was, or at least who, who brought it in. Um, I think the White House would just like this issue to go away. Number two, there have been mixed reports about where they found the cocaine. Uh, the, the most credible report I've seen says they found it in the Situation Room. I've been in the Situation Room in the White House. Um, you can't just stroll in. Uh, there are cameras everywhere. There's a lot of security. Uh, point three, I think it was likely a staff member's cocaine. 
Um, that's just my opinion. I could be dead wrong. And number four, I thought the White House really handled it badly. And, and they made a big, they, 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 they got all secretive and wanted to pretend it didn't happen. And they should have just looked the American people in the eye in front of God and country and told them the truth. You know, some chowderhead brought some cocaine into the White House. We don't know who it is. We're going to find out. We're going to prosecute. We're going to fire. And then we're going to tell you what happened. But if the White and House won't said, follow up, who who can follow up on an investigation at this point? Nobody can. Mm. I mean, this is under the jurisdiction of the FBI and the Justice Department. Oh, well, we know where so that stands. This comes from Doug, because we're going to run out of time. I know that tax sure. reform starts in the House, but what are Senator Kennedy's specific ideas for tax reform? What are his thoughts on the Fair Tax Act? Not just the potential of it passing in the current climate. We know that's a long shot, but the ideas found in it. Well, point one, we don't run deficits on the federal budget because we uh, tax too on them. We run deficits because we spend too much. Point two, my short-term objective we passed the, t- the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act in 2017 when my party was in charge. It worked. By 2019, the average American family was making $4,000 more a year. We had some of the lo- lowest unemployment levels in the history of the country. Many of those tax breaks are starting to expire in 24 and 25. My goal short term is to try to renew those tax breaks. It's not going to be easy because most of my Democratic colleagues um, want to raise taxes. In terms of a longer uh, tax reform plan, if the Republicans take back the United States Senate, and if the Republicans hold the House of Representatives, I predict to you there will be a a tax reform package. The corollary of that is that if the Democrats, if the Democrats take uh, both houses, they will have a tax package too. But it's not going to be to reform the tax code; it's going to be to raise taxes. Okay, you can stick with us another couple of segments, right? Sure. All right, we, we got more. Got to take a quick break. We'll be back with Senator John Kennedy with Mike and McCarthy. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike and McCarthy. Well, you're in work. I guess that means. Was yeah. there a drawing last night? Mega Millions was last night. It was last night. Okay. It, the big one is tonight, but last night was the chump change of six hundred forty million, and no winner. Not so worth it's my time. Seven hundred twenty million it's a pay cut tonight. It's a billion dollars in the Powerball, and uh, man, and it's going to be probably one point two billion by the time it's all over with. I'm still dreaming. I'm praying. I'm hoping uh-huh. you win. Thanks. Appreciate it. One hundred one seven FM. One 
1017 FM 710 Keo Micah McCarty, Senator John Kennedy graciously uh, agreeing to answer your questions this morning. Uh, Senator, there was a lot of discussion at the first of the year about you possibly getting into the Louisiana governor's race. You decided not to. Uh, one of the questions is, uh, why haven't you considered running for governor or better yet, president? Well, I did consider running for governor. I uh, considered it a lot. And um, it came down, it didn't come down to poll numbers. I polled it pretty carefully. This was back in January. Mm-hmm. And uh, the poll was pretty favorable. I just had to decide what, where, where, how I wanted to spend my time and try to help my state. Follow up to that it. is uh, how how involved will you be in the governor's race from BL? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I'm looking at the candidates like uh, like everybody else. Um, I've, I've got um, I, I've got uh, I don't know ten or twelve million dollars left over in my campaign war chest. I may use it. I may not. Um, I love my state and I want what is best for her. From Barbara, Senator Kennedy, how do we restore faith in the FBI? In my opinion, Chris Wright, the director of the FBI, is going to have to come in front of Congress or in front of the American people or both and answer all questions, no holes barred specifically, and provide proof. Number two, uh, all the documents that Congress is requesting he needs to turn them over. If he's got to protect a confidential source, he can he can black out the person's name. Number three, uh, uh, I know Chris Ray pretty well. He keeps saying, you know, the thirty eight thousand or however many men and women of the FBI and rank and file are good people. He's right about that. They're not the problem. The problem seems to be at the top. And the problem seems to be that some people at the top are playing politics when they ought to be playing it fair and square. Well, it seems like and they're a puppet for the current that, administration. So prove it. I'm sorry? It seems like they're a puppet for the current administration and they're being weaponized. Well, that's certainly an appearance. And in the, and the appearance in, in life is... is is as important sometimes as the reality. And, and only Chris Ray and, and uh, Attorney General Garland can answer these questions, but they're, they're not answering them. They're not. They're, 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 they're running from them like they're being chased by a hound from hell. And the American people deserve answers. That's my opinion. That's what I'd do. BL asks, what are your thoughts about the redistricting battles that are going on in Louisiana? Um, I, I'm about halfway through the uh, the U.S. Supreme Court case with respect to Alabama. I think, but I think I have a feel for what the court was saying or not saying, as the case may be. I, I think the Louisiana legislature is going to have to come back in and uh, and take a second stab at redrawing the districts, um, and then see if they can reach a consensus. What that consensus will be, I don't know. I don't want to see the federal court end up drawing a district mm, yeah now the federal district court in baton rouge i can assure you the judge will do it 
in a in a in a in a, um, a heartbeat. But I, I don't think that's a very democratic way of doing it. From Paul, and I think the legis- But I can't say one thing. I think the the districts have got to be have got to be compact. You gotcha. know, you, you can't just gerrymander. Sir, we have so many questions for you. You're gonna to have to do this again now because we have. A- <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, one one more, it. one more from Paul. This is a pretty good question. What's being done okay. at the federal level to ensure that the election process in each state is not being corrupted, mm. especially with these ballot harvesting schemes, mm. and that we actually have a fair election? Well, we learned a lot from the last presidential election. Um. Here's the two rules that we need to implement. Some places have done it. Some haven't because most election rules are determined at the local level. We do these two things. People will trust elections. Number one, we need to go back to having an election day, not an election month. Thank you. If you want to vote early, that's fine if your state will allow you. But all the ballots have to be counted by election month. Mm-hmm. And number two, you have to prove you are who you say you are in order to vote. If we do those two things, 99% of the people will say, okay, it's fair election. Oh, but that's racist. I think it's prudent. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about paper ballots? Look, if uh, under the Constitution, it's up to the legislature. The legislature decides to have paper ballots, early voting, however they want to do it. It is their call. But if they ask me my opinion, um, if, if paper ballots are proven to be safer, I would do. I would do paper ballots. I would do both. Um, the, the point of all this is that after the election, the winners and the losers have to be able to say, okay, I'm happy or I'm sad, but, it, but, but, but nobody cheated. Sean and Hannity, that's really hard to do. Sean Hannity pushes for, um, uh, of course, paper ballots, but he also says, you know, ballot harvesting is legal in some states. And the Democrats are all over it, but the Republicans are not on board. We need to get on board with the rules that are in place and take advantage of them like the Democrats do. Well, I, 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 don't, I agree with that. I don't like ballot harvesting. It is legal in some states. Ballot harvesting is when you're sent a, a mail ballot and, and political, political operatives can knock on your door and say, you know, can I pick up your ballot for you? Can I help you pick figure it out, et cetera. I just don't like that. No, I don't either. But it is legal. Mm. And, and if it is legal, then then uh, I think Republicans ought to do it. Now, I don't think anybody ought to uh, offer money for, or try to offer undue influence. I know it goes on. We all do. It's hard to prove. Um, but I don't like ballot harvest. I mean, if it were up to me, I would just say, Go to the polls on election day and vote. Thank you. Now, my, my people in Louisiana, our people, they seem to love early voting. So if that's what people want to do, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm not crazy about it, but majority rules. Mm-hmm. But all the ballots have to be counted by election night. No more election months. All it does is get us in trouble. 
Senator, we're up against the clock here. I know you've got to go. I've got a long list of people who want their passports. I'm going to give them your number. And, uh, I'll, you give them, I've got, I'll help them with their passports and get all kind of calls. Let's do this again. Please. Thank you, all the listeners. You bet. For, for calling in. Nobody called me an ignorant slut or anything. Well, well, we didn't read those to you, but uh, no, 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 nobody no, did. No, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> did he just say that? <laughs> Yeah, they did. I know they did, but that's okay. This is America. Senator John Kennedy, thanks for your time. Let's do it again. See you guys. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. That's pretty good. Ah, did yeah. you do that? That's nice. Well, well, here I am. You don't have to say it anymore, right? You <laughs> yeah. made me do these, yeah, so Pete do this. Yeah, so you don't have to say it anymore. Got best, we got the best VO guy in the oh business. Oh my gosh! I know. Don't say this to anybody. He's free. <laughs> yeah, don't say that because he loves me. I remember the first time I met Pete mm-hmm. at Keel. Yeah, when it was downtown on Spring Street. Mm-hmm. Tom Michaels was taking me through the station. I was working at KMBQ at the yeah, time. Yeah. And Pete was sitting there. It was he was doing middays. Right. And Tom goes, Pete, and he, and Pete was sitting at the table doing show prep, you know, and he was sitting there like just very serious. Who's scary to some people? This is Mike Martindale. He's gonna he's doing on KMBQ and he looked up at me and I can't even tell you what he said. <laughs> <laughs> With that voice. Oh, my And I was gosh. just like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> it was just kidding. I know. It's God, when you, a great guy. When you hear the voice and you go, I know him. He's you in know? Chicago now doing like saw, Toyota. Yeah, he and does all kinds of major, stuff. Major, major He's market. the first person. I know y'all have heard me say this. I know we got a break. That I ever said, I'm going to cut a toe off. <laughs> he's the very really? first person. Yep. He's the very per- first victim. When you screw up around me, I go, oh, you just lost a toe. <laughs> Ruben, by the way, he's toeless. I'm, I'm yeah. down to maybe Ruben two. Nubs. <laughs> he's Tom Dempsey. Liz Swain, Downtown Development Authority, going to join us just after the local news. Top of the... One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. A downtown Development Authority Director Liz Swain joining us. Liz, good morning. Thanks for uh, hey. joining us. Appreciate your How time. Are you, Mike? Good to I'm see doing you. well. Well, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's always better to hear me than to see me. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I, it, it, this just, you know what an advocate I am for downtown. So th- this Thank you. You are. You breaks are. my heart that we're having mm-hmm. to talk about this. You know what breaks my heart, Mike, and it is the fact that we're having to talk about just general crime throughout the city. Mm-hmm. It is not just downtown, as we know, that is being affected by this. It's every neighborhood around the city. People are wondering what in the heck is going on i mean that is really the sixty four thousand dollar question what in the heck is going on and how do we get 
the handle on it that we need to. Let's hone in on downtown for a minute. There, the, There's a business owner, Tim Huck, as you well know, who's mm-hmm. been very vocal. Uh, he was on yes. the air with us. He says the, yes. the laws downtown are not being enforced. The noise ordinance is not being enforced. There are food vendors, he says, that pop up all over the place without permits. And that we first need to start with the little things and enforce the laws that are on the books right now. Are we not doing that? And if we are not, why? You are asking me questions, unfortunately, that I can't really answer, uh, Aaron. But I will tell you this. There are laws on the books. And we do encourage all of our law enforcement entities to enforce those laws because Tim is absolutely right. And it's that broken window pane theory that we've heard about for so many years. The little things create bigger things, create bigger things. And I do believe that that is true. When we're talking about the noise ordinance, the city has already stated, the city attorney has stated, the mayor, that our noise ordinance is broken and it needs to be rewritten, and they are doing that now. But in the interim, perhaps we could uh, defer to the state noise ordinance, which is on the books, which could be enforced. So that is an option for us to do. There are all kinds of ideas, I believe, that will come out of the public safety committee meeting that will be held next week, and I am looking forward to that. What I don't want this to become is a back and forth between, you know, just a couple of businesses downtown because it is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than that. It's citywide. It's downtown-wide. And there are absolutely things that I think that we can do to get a handle on um, on some of the issues that we've been having. Liz Swing, Downtown Development Authority. Okay, when they say that the current noise ordinance is broken, what's broken about it? Well, I am not an attorney. And I did not stay at a Holiday Inn last night, so I can't even pretend to be one. But what Zelda Tucker, who was the former, she was the interim city attorney, told me. Over the years, and this is very common, when an ordinance needs to be changed, instead of scrapping the ordinance and starting over, they amend it. And so over the years, the Shreveport Noise Ordinance has been amended apparently multiple times. It has made it a 28-page document that is unwieldy and in many cases conflicts Within the ordinance, it conflicts with itself. Mm, And so it's one of those things that if you cited someone or arrested someone, there's a, she was concerned that there was a very good chance that if it went to court, it would be thrown out because the noise ordinance is poorly constructed. And so they are, they have determined that they just need to take it, scrap it and start over. The good thing is that there are other noise ordinances that are well-written around the state, around the country, that they can look to for inspiration. It's not like having to reinvent the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. You can borrow someone else's and go from there. But it's still a legal process, and we know how legal processes go. Yeah. It takes a little while. Liz, let me – let's just you and me talking. There's nobody listening, okay? Just you and me. Yeah, 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 right. right. You've told me that one before. (laughs) (laughs) Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, Um, you have been very vocal over the years, the decades. Let's just say, yeah, whatever, about what you want and what you don't want downtown to -hmm. make our downtown vibrant. Let's go there this morning. Do you want clubs that have an outdoor area where music is blaring? Outdoor areas are important 
for all sorts of businesses downtown, for restaurants, for donut shops, for clubs. I think Tim has an outdoor area at Phoenix 2.0. People enjoy, when it's not 100 degrees, being out on the patio, being up on the rooftop. We love rooftop decks. But here's what I've, you know, I've mentioned to you before the last time I was on the radio talking about the noise ordinance. Because buildings downtown are so close together, we have no buffer zone. We have residential right next door to clubs. We have restaurants right next door to residential. Everybody has to be a good neighbor. We all have to be working on the same sheet of music. And so that's why, and mentioned music and the volume of music. It's not so much the type of music, it's the volume of do whatever you, it is. Do you doing. want people to be able to hear rooftop music? gathered on the sidewalk outside the club as the director of the downtown development Mm -hmm. authority is that appropriate is that music too loud if it's up on the roof or up on the deck and people can gather on the sidewalk and listen to it without ever going in that club (laughs) oh come on now no 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 look because i can answer this both ways Mm -hmm. we have all been in cities before where you hear uh music playing and as you're walking down the sidewalk and it is a very pleasant experience sure what is not pleasant is when people are doing things on those sidewalks that are illegal when if they are stopping traffic if they are doing drug deals if they are threatening each other and certainly if they are pulling weapons that is where the police come in if there are people gathered in in big clumps then the police, you know, should let's move on. We're going from one place to another. The outside is not where the party is. The party is inside, whether it's on the rooftop deck or whether it's on a sidewalk cafe. You can't just gather here and party outside. So all of downtown is not Festival Plaza, right? Mm-hmm. Spring Street's not Festival Plaza. Texas Street's not Festival Plaza. The sidewalk is to get from one place to another, not to gaggle up and create an issue for other people. I've got so a that question. Is, I think where our problem is. Mm-hmm. We've got to, we've got to take a quick break. Can you hold with us for another segment? Sure. We've got mm-hmm. Liz Swain, Downtown Development Authority Director, with us. Mikey McCarty will be back after the break. One hundred one. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Downtown Development Authority uh, Director Liz Swain on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Liz, you said a moment ago about um, how how nice it is to walk downtown and you hear live music playing in venues and things like that. Th- those are areas like, you know, Beale Street in, in, in Memphis and, you know, even Bourbon Street in New Orleans. There's not there's not um, automobile traffic there. Those are designated areas for entertainment and restaurants. No, not- well, not necessarily. Um, there are cities around the country who actually have speaker systems out on their sidewalks, and these are not pedestrian, like, closed street areas. Mm-hmm. They're playing music as you walk around. It's a big thing across the country. Music can be a wonderful thing. Uh, it just, you know, volume matters. It absolutely does. People gathering and uh, partying with no intention of going to the clubs. You know, it's... It sounds to me, and the police are still obviously investigating this most recent incident, 
But those folks who were involved, it sounds like they were not downtown to go to a club. Mm -mm. They were not dressed appropriately to get through for the dress code at various clubs. It was that they came downtown to sit apparently in a parking lot and have their own party. Um, And, you know, those are things that I know that the police have on their mind. How do they make sure that private property, vacant lots and parking lots, do not become adjunct party sites in our downtown? Because they're not downtown spending money. They're not downtown participating in a dance at a club or, you know, drinking a beverage at a club or anything like that. They're just down there because it's a... Maybe it's exciting to be there because there's activity, or maybe they're coming downtown because they're looking for somebody in particular, which may not be a great thing. So those are the types of things that we're going to be talking about at that public safety meeting. We've got a, we've got a district, the Red River Entertainment District, down mm-hmm. close to the riverfront. Liz, mm-hmm. it, it just seems to be gasping all the time. Mm-hmm. It's never really taken off like the potential has, you know, is yeah. there. Why can't we get that alive and vibrant? Well, you know, is it's the rent been too vibrant. high? Is, it, it has no, been in no, the past. No, it's not a rent thing. It's not a rent thing. There's some issues. You know, for a long time it was owned by one of the casinos, and the casino wasn't all that interested in it. Uh, the casino has now changed, and uh, the property is now owned by the city of Shreveport. The city of Shreveport manages it. And I think the city of Shreveport would, you know, prefer to find perhaps someone else to manage it for them. They've got other things that they need to be doing rather than managing a district under the bridge. And so we've been talking to them about possibly some uh, options for them there. But that is a lovely area. It's shaded. It's under the bridge, you know, protected from the elements. There are three businesses that are down there that uh, have withstood the test of time. But there should be more. I mean, it's, it's a great little location. But you're absolutely right. There's more that could be done there. You hear uh, some business owners are now saying and have gone on the record saying they're considering getting out of downtown. Um, uh, who exactly, if um, you would share that with me? Well, it was mentioned last night on one of the TV news stations that I did read that. But mm-hmm. have you talked to that owner of that property? I no, no, I have <laughs> because not. I spoke to him yesterday. Not true. So that's has, not true. <laughs> I would say that before anybody says anything about another business, that they need to confirm directly that it's okay to one share that information, mm-hmm. but that it's true. Okay. Because I was talking to the owner of that business yesterday afternoon, had no idea that this uh, story was going to appear on television okay. uh, later that night. What about Tim that, Huck, who says he's considering it? He's considering well, selling he his property. Yeah, he has told me that before. So Tim can absolutely speak for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he can absolutely speak for himself. But um, And he has told me he is very frustrated. Look, I get it. I get his frustration. I'm frustrated. The police are frustrated. Other downtown businesses are frustrated. We're all frustrated. What do you say? Um, so what do you say, Liz, to mm-hmm. anyone who might be listening who would think twice now before going downtown to enjoy a club, a restaurant, an event, or something? What do you say to them this morning if they have hesitation today? Well, I'm going to say the same thing to them that I've been saying now for years. Uh, since I've been working downtown and even before, that downtown is one of the safest places in the city. It is hard to say that when you have high-profile 
incredibly idiotic events like we had this past weekend. But if you look at the timing of our events, it is generally about 2 to 3 o'clock in the mornings, you know, on a, on a night where there are a lot of people, a Friday or Saturday night. So if you are coming downtown to work, if you live downtown and you are not participating in events from 2 to 3 in the morning, if you're coming downtown to eat, if you're coming downtown to go to something at Festival Plaza, we have just never seen problems never seen problems other than the ones that we uh, have seen, unfortunately, the high-profile ones recently, that give everyone pause. But just take take it all into, you know, consider everything, not just the one event that may be terribly scary and in the headlines blaring at you. Liz, real quick, in the last 30 seconds, is there a way to stop all the congregating on the sidewalks outside the there, clubs? Yes, there is. <laughs> we can't post police require. officers down there all the time. We don't have enough officers, you know? Um, well, there are other things that police could be using. There's a lot of technology that's out there that's available to them. Um, I would say that lighting, lots of lighting, cameras. You know, there are some towns that are using um, drone technology to just let people know where folks are gathering. And it's instead of being reactive, and again, we don't ever want our police to be in a position where they're having to react to something. If they can be proactive, if they can see that people are starting to gather and respond to that location and say, hey, everybody, let's break it up. Let's head on to wherever we're going. You know, you do it politely. Um, you, you're in a, you're, you're smiling. You're not being aggressive, anything like that. But that just lets people know that you're there. It should give them confidence that they are you know, being watched over that, mm -hmm. that sense of security. Yeah. Liz Swain, Downtown Development Authority, thanks for your time this morning. You bet, guys. Take care. 101.7 F. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Mosher City Mayor Tommy Chandler going to be joining us coming up after the break. Term limits are up for discussion now in Bossier City. We'll find out what he has to say next. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, joining us, Bossier City Mayor Tommy Chandler. Tommy, good morning, sir. Good morning, Mike. Good Sun morning, Aaron. You know, I'm going to have a great day when I get to get up in the morning and talk to y'all on the radio. This is great, you know? <laughs> well, Appreciate that. We, we thank you so much. Sun seems to shine a little bit brighter in Bossier. It does, sir. It's beautiful over here. Term limit petition presented to the council, nearly 3,000 signatures. When you ran for office, you said uh, Bossier should have term limits. Council didn't see it that way, it doesn't sound like. What happens now? Well, not all the not all the council see you that way. Some of them do, but uh, yeah, I ran for that. I believe if you can't do what you can do in twelve years, you don't need to be in there your first four. You know, because it takes your first four to really get learning the job and getting things going. Your second one to really get things really going going, and then the fourth, you know, I mean the third to kind of you know bottle up everything and kind of let the next people get it. All right. The, what what action did the council take yesterday? They're they're going to hire outside attorneys to look at it yes. and see what has to be done. Yes, and that was the council. That wasn't the you know administration that did that. Uh, 
that you know you got to get a, a, a petition to you know to the legislative branch to in order to get votes before the voters, and then you need thirty three percent of the of the votes of all candidates to get that. And they and the people did that. Uh, I think that the uh, citizens have spoken and that they need to have a vote on term limits. You would like the citizens to vote. Could the council just take the action on their own if they chose to? I, I, yes, well, I guess if you get four votes, you could do that, yeah. So what is this attorney that they're going, the city's going to hire? What are they going to be charged with doing, and, and at what cost? Well, you know, as Charles was saying yesterday, he's always going a second opinion, and not just his and, and Richard's uh, an outside one, so they can kind of look at it at a different angle. So I suppose that that's why they're getting another attorney to see it in another angle or other views. What would your advice be, um, Mayor Tommy Chandler and Bozier, what would your advice be to residents who think term limits is a good idea? Um, contact your council member and, and say that's what you want? Yes, well, I think that whatever district they are, get, get with their district councilman. And uh, I'm for this. I mean, and I think they should be for this, too. Because uh, you don't need to make a career out of this. You're here to help the people of the city. And you need to, you know, get in there, help people, and then, you know, zone after you're 12. If you, if you, well, I mean, and it's true. They, they just stated that every four years you have a term limit. And, uh, you can be voted out every four years. But, you know, sometimes it just, people got, you know, they got connections and stuff like that with the, the people that they can get money and go through it. And, and some people just are, you know, worried they can't get enough money. But I think if, we have term limits. You'll see more people running for the, the council position and the mayor position. Mm-hmm. Now we've had we've had two very long term mayors in Bossier recently. Mm-hmm. Um, do you yes, think sir. do you think this petition was was aimed at the mayor's job or or the council job or both? Well, both of them don't have term limits, so I guess that I mean it wasn't really aimed at. I'm not I'm not aiming this at the people. I appreciate the guys that have been on the council that they've been on this long because, I mean, we got an A rating on all our things, the police, fire, water, everything in Bossier. And Bossier's doing great. But I think sometimes we need to let some other new uh, thoughts, you know, some new things go on in Bossier City that uh, can upgrade it even more. Whether, me, go ahead. Tell me, what brought this on in the first place? Was, was there an, an, something that instigated... A, a term limits discussion? Uh, you know, back when I was running for uh, mayor, you know, I, it was, I mean, I've always thought it needed term limits. I mean, I don't know if there was anything that really occurred to make this happen right away. I know that there's some concerned citizens that, are, you know, are wanting term limits, and they went out, and they really went out and bought the city to get the votes. I mean, get the, the uh, not the votes, but get the signature names, and uh, and I think that since they did that, and the people spoken that, yeah, we need to put it before the citizens, and then you know which way, which way the citizens vote is the way it should go. And, you know, originally, like legislators, not your state and national legislators, the original intent was for them to go serve their term 
and then come back into the private sector, not spend a lifetime in Washington, D.C. And I, I, I agree with that. Yes, sir. I do too. I mean, I mean, you need to do what you can do. And you, get, if you, you know, if you got to know you got a total minimum of 12 years, you're even going to work harder to get it done. Yeah. And this is a three-term limit proposal, and you pledge here today on Keel Radio that if you're elected for your second, your your third term, that at the end of your 12 years, you're not running for re-election. Uh, no, ma'am, I'm not. I, I'm. I mean, I'll be an old man then, and I, I and I want <laughs> well, to you're not that old. Um, I'm a, <laughs> well, I'll be, be in my late 70s if you know that goes that long. So I'll be good. Mayor Tommy Chandler, thanks for your time. Keep us posted on what happens. Yes, ma'am. Y'all have a great day. You bet. You too, sir. 101.7 FM 7. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. <laughs> you just... I know. It's, oh, oh, quick hands. You almost caught that you one. threw something back. You threw something back. <laughs> I almost batted it back. Um... I, I do I do have to share. I'm very excited. Talked to my son last night. Oh, he's cool. packed. He's of course given notice at his job. <gasps> he's, I'm picking him up at the airport next week. Now he's been living in Hawaii for how long? Uh, over ten years. Wow. Yeah. And he's moving back to this moving area. Moving back to yeah. He's not he's not coming back to Shreveport. Um, a friend of his from high school and college. Is a luthier, if I'm saying that right. If, if I'm using okay. the term correctly. All right. He makes bases, these stand up bases, you know, um, and is, it, it is becoming. Oh, musical instrument. Musical instrument. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the wooden, the bass, like oh, a violin, nice. but huge. Okay. He builds them from scratch? Makes them from, yes. Whoa. And he's becoming very well known, ships them all over the world. Wow. Just killing it. And his wife does baking and does a baking. Well, they're open. They've opened a new restaurant in downtown Kilgore. Cool. And my son is coming back to work with them. Oh, and nice. So he'll, he'll live in Kilgore, East Texas area. Oh, that's like an hour drive. Or, I know it. Yeah, that's so awesome. All, all my little chickies are, yeah. are going to be back in the, close in the nest. Yeah, that is so cool. And so, oh, so cool. Yeah. So, so he'll, he'll be here be, next week. He'll be here next week. So, oh. I'm, I'm, yeah. Is he going to spend Pretty some time fun. here in Treeport for a little before he? A few days. Okay. But he's he's going to, he needs to get over there. Is and he going to go find a place he's and got do all a, that? They've got a place already ready. Oh, nice. Yeah. That is very cool. Very cool. So, How, and he's been gone, you said, 10 years. Yeah, a little over 10 years. Man. He's yeah. going to miss Hawaii. Sous, but A sous chef there. You know what? He <laughs> Knucklehead. He doesn't surf. He never, you know, he'll he'll like he likes to hike and go up in the mountains mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, didn't get into like, the ocean no. stuff. I'm no, like, dude, no. seriously, I'd have been scuba diving. Oh all yeah, every day surfing and doing paddle boarding and all that. That wasn't his cup of tea. No. Oh well, well, it's gonna be good to have him back. I've yeah. never met him. Never, I've never yeah. met your son. We're gonna meet him. We were talking about Geeked Con. Okay. And he knows some of the people that are, that are going to be here. Oh, he'll have fun. He'll yeah. have a good time. Well, I'm excited you're gonna have him close. Oh, thank you very much. That's nice. I know. He'll be triangulated between, 
uh, our daughter in Dallas, mm-hmm. my brother-in-law, and in, in, in he and he and uh, Uncle Bob are very close. Okay, they live in Lindale, and then us in Treeport. Very so. nice. I know. I'm I, excited I just, for you. Sorry to indulge, but uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm excited. That's about cool it. news. And if you win the Powerball. Yeah. Then uh, I'll be able to really spend a lot more time with you. Yeah, them. you could try and get triangulate all the way to Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and McCarty, what a one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. There's a a story that uh, that's boy, this is uh, this is brewing. Jason Aldean, he's a country artist, um, and, and let me say, I I spent a lot of years in country radio. I was in country radio right mm-hmm. before I came over here, right, um, to do this show. Uh, you know, I was there five years. In fact, I started in the in the room right behind you, mm-hmm. uh, KWKH, the radio range. Yep. And mm-hmm. I, I love country music history. I don't like where it is today, but that's any genre of music. Sure. You changes. know, you look at contemporary hit or top 40 today. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were growing up, it was great music. Yeah. And and now it's classic rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so, so I'll, I'll preface this with saying... I'm not a huge Jason Aldean fan. He's a huge star, though. I know he is. Huge I know star. he is. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and, and I'm not really condemning him for doing this. There's a song he's just released, uh, or actually, he said it's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Try That in a Small Town. And the video was recently pulled from CMT. It's it's a very controversial video and a lot and look when you look it up and if you look up the news a lot of the condemnation of this is from far left sources mm-hmm. okay it's call, from, they call it a modern lynching song but but that's what they're saying mm-hmm. now he's he's opening he's singing first of all I it, is it well written or not? You know that's up to you to decide mm-hmm. whether <laughs> whether it's well written. It's country music, okay? It's it's. I'll leave it there. Well, now y'all don't don't <laughs> say that. I'm, no, I'm not saying that. But you know, I okay. Um, but he's standing in front of a courthouse. Okay, it's 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 shot at night. It's very it's very interestingly lit. But the. <sighs> Okay, I will say, was this the best decision to film this at the Maury County Courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee? Hmm. That's the site in 1927 of a lynching. Yeah. A white mob lynched Henry Schott Mm -hmm. back in 1927 after dragging his body down the street. Yes. Now, was, was that the best decision and who made that decision and why? Why did you pick that courthouse to film this right. and why? Um, now, granted, the shot looks, it's a cool looking shot as far as just filmmaking. Mm-hmm. The lighting is, there's a huge American flag. Jason Aldean is, it's like he's on stage. The The camera is kind of shooting up at him with the courthouse in the background. Um, but, uh, but the lyrics, uh, Ruben, you've got a little bit, play a little bit of this, of uh, this song. 
Mm. And, you know, when he's saying, like, sucker punch somebody on the street, mm -hmm. uh, spit in a cop's face, there, there's footage yeah. of actual, it's news footage mm -hmm. of news stories. And, and you've we've probably all seen these videos on Instagram and, and Facebook about, mm -hmm. you know, these people smashing these you know, uh, jewelry stores and robbing the the bodegas in New York City, and it, it is it's out of control. Um, but but then he goes on to say he's got a gun that he got from his granddad, and and people are saying he's instigating vigilantism. Mm. I he's he's doubling down. I mean, he's tweeting saying he stands by it. Um, he said, quote, there's not a single video clip that is not real news footage in this video. Uh, CMT took it down um, and say they're not going to play it. Will that hurt him? Probably not. More people well, are going to go look at this video well, than and, ever before. And, and, and look at what happened. Remember when Morgan Wallen came home one night late at night? He was out with some friends and he used the n-word yes in the context of just he and his buddies and he called his buddy take care of my right n-word as i mean it was it was a term of endearment i'm not defending the use of the word mm -mm. but he didn't mean it derogatorily but he they tried to cancel him i mean he got lambasted now he was drunk he was tumbling in his own driveway and um, was it, you know, again, was it okay to use the word? That's your own choice. Right. But when they tried to cancel him, look what happened. The sale of his music skyrocketed. Well, that's what's going to happen with this. And that's what's going to happen with this. More people will view this. Is it right? Should CMT have canceled it? You know, I don't know. We've had the other extreme happen where we've had songs about killing the police and those sorts of things. Um you know, it's not right either way. Probably, you know, it's to be ex to be extremist on either side is is uh, probably not okay. But do we do we now? He's whole music. Do we do we go in there and say, ah, you're no good. That, that's no good. We're, that music we don't offends like somebody. We don't like this. There's a lot of music that offends me. Absolutely. You know what? I don't listen to it. And the, and that's the difference. Okay, I'm not going to tell this guy over here. You can't listen to that. Mm -hmm. That's offensive to me. Right? No, just please turn it down. But yeah. you know, I I'm I choose not to. Mm -hmm. If there's a, a television show that's offensive to me, guess what? I'm not going to watch it. Right. But you know, Jason is taking this all the way to the bank. When's the last time you and I on a talk radio show have talked about jason aldean right exactly never country music when did i ever see him on a tv news broadcast never he's now the focal point on a lot of things around the country and it'll make him a bigger star and it yeah in was he trying to do a, a, a nostalgic because there is also footage uh, it looks like old home movies of small town life, mm -hmm. barbecuing and children playing hopscotch and that sort of thing and, and farming. And, and that's fine if you want to do a nostalgic video. Yeah. Um, I just maybe it wasn't the smartest move. In front of that courthouse, I, I don't say understand wrong. that decision. I say wrong. Yeah. Shouldn't have I, done it. I don't understand that decision. That offends me. And I'm not and, defending yeah, that. Right. I, that That's offensive to me. But again, it's his music. He decided to do it. And now he's going to. 
either face the consequences or reap the benefits. Yeah, let us know what you think on the Shreveport Security Systems message board, Mike and McCarty. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. You're killing me. What? You're killing me. I'm killing you? Yes. We just talked about this. Oh, yeah. The drivers. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Your headline just (laughs) threw me for a loop, but it was excellent. But I was like, I was mad at you because I didn't have time. Cities with the best and worst drivers, you won't believe number eight. And you watched me. As I was scrolling I, I down, your face. Yes. I was looking at number eight and I went, number eight, Greenville, North Carolina. What's wrong with that? No, it's the best drivers C- list. Cities with the worst drivers is Greenville, North Carolina, number eight. Cities with the best drivers, number eight, New Orleans. Can you what? believe that? And Baton Rouge is number five? On the cities with the best drivers. How about that, Louisiana. The people making this list were the biggest drinkers, is what we've now learned. <laughs> Have you driven in Baton Rouge? Oh, my gosh. You can't get oh, through I, Baton well, Rouge. Well, but that's not driver's fault. That's that's design. I mean, there's one major artery, and it's a, it's a freaking interstate going right. through Baton Rouge. That funnels down to one lane. You know, that's the only interstate highway in the nation that funnels down to one lane at a point. When you come over the Mississippi River Bridge, okay, right. that funnels to yes. one lane to get on the next segment of the freeway. Nowhere else in America do we funnel an interstate <laughs> to one lane. Just without construction. Just, yes. That's just the design. That was the design. That so, person was drinking too. So if you think about it, maybe that's why one they you know they did make the list because mm-hmm. if they can navigate that on a daily basis, yeah. And they have, I mean, they you think about if you live in Shreveport, Bossier, and you think about our loops two twenty, we've got Bert Coons, we've got the inner loop. We have done an amazing job looping our traffic around where we don't have these drive time crunches right. like you have in you the place. You can take like, other alternate oh. routes to avoid it. Right, because if you go into Baton Rouge at the wrong time, you better add an hour to your trip because you're going to get stuck. Oh, it's, absolutely. Yeah, it's it, the it, same with Dallas. If you're going over to Dallas trying to get a plane out. And, it, and, oh, But when, like if we're going down for a game a weekend, mm-hmm. I go, okay, it, well, let's. we plan when we leave Shreveport. Yes. So we hit Baton Rouge at a certain time because there's times you don't want to hit Baton Rouge. Absolutely. It's you know, ridiculous. coming over that bridge. And, and, and just, you know, okay, but, like you said, you, you need to add 45 minutes to an hour. But for you to tell me Baton Rouge has the fifth best drivers in the country well, and I New Orleans is number eight? Quote Wizard said that. Oh. And they used criteria like uh, speeding tickets, moving violations like using a cell phone while driving, mm-hmm. DWIs and accidents, all of those go into the uh, you know the the calculations on uh, safest cities to drive in. That's bizarre. And and Baton Rouge and New Orleans made the top 10 mm-hmm. safest cities to drive in. The cities with the best driver, Detroit, Little Rock, Louisville are the top 3. The worst, Virginia Beach, Dayton, Ohio, and Riverside, California. 
Oh, Riverside's a mess. Now, why Dayton, Ohio? I no clue. No clue. Air Force Base there, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that's just nuts. <laughs> well, Baton Rouge, the best drivers. Who knew? Yeah, isn't that crazy? One oh. one <laughs> seven FM. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on one oh one seven FM and seven ten Keel. I told you I was going to fix it. Ruben, you gotta ride those levels. <laughs> Sorry. I'll fix it. It's Ruben's nap time. Leave him alone. I like to, when I do audio, when I do production, it's good quality. It's, I can't help that everything else is subpar. <laughs> I'm out of ammo now. I'm going to have to get some more ammo. Oh, Lord. Powerball jackpot tonight is a billion dollars. And the Mega Millions is... Um, 740. There was no winner last night, so I, I know I distracted you. I'm hoping you. you win. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Let the veto session wrapped mm-hmm. up. They've already wrapped up. They wrapped up. They're done. They overrode one veto, the Gabe Ferment bill um, about gender affirming care. They had the House overrode three bills, and um, the Senate only overrode the one. So what happened was in the House, and I'm quoting from Tanner McGee, okay, because I texted him yesterday. House overrode three bills, one by accident. Shreveport Rep. Tammy Phelps voted the wrong way by accident, giving us an unexpected win. Voted the wrong way yeah. for her? Vo- yeah, voted. she voted with the Republicans to override the governor, and she accidentally did it. Didn't mean to. Um, so that ended up sending the bill over well, to the Well, how did they know it was an accident? Did she come back later and go, I didn't know Oh, I'm do sure that? she wanted to change. Yeah, she didn't vote with the, the Democrats. So, But those bills did not get overridden. They couldn't get the 26 votes in the Senate. So uh, those bills did not get, you know, they'll, they'll stay with the override. Now, the governor is saying that the law about gender-affirming care for children he says that bill's not going to meet constitutional muster. He claims that the courts will ultimately throw that bill out because it's a right, you know, of uh, doctor's rights, doctor-patient privilege, um, privacy rights, and parental rights to what their children want. I just, for for me, there's never been a case of it in Louisiana where a child or parents took their child to the doctor for, you know, gender reassignment. Uh, yeah, but... Like we discussed with Senator Kennedy yesterday, mm-hmm. if if it's illegal in Texas but legal here, then people are going to come over here mm-hmm. and 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 have it done. But there's not an outcry to get it done. So I mean, you're that's siding with Governor Edwards. I'm, I'm not siding with Governor Edwards, but I'm saying, you know, was it a was it a bill we had to have? Is it one we should be facing a big legal fight over? You know, I don't know. Yes. I, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. I, I mean, look at the long look at the, the long picture. I just can't see any parent really taking their child oh, to a doctor to have something like that done before their legal age. I just can't. Maybe I'm it's naive. It's already happening. Oh, I must be. They're too already naive. doing yeah. it. I just must be too naive. I guess maybe you're right. I I don't know. I it, I, I like it. It's it just, disgusting yeah. that we have to have that type of bill Mm -hmm. right right it's lunacy that we have to even say that right you're going to take your eight-year-old and and remove his male parts oh that's not happening i pray because he likes to play with a barbie Mm. 
I mean, now you've gotten me. I know, got you all worked up. You I, shop online, don't you? Oh, yeah, I yeah. do, I do. But there's a shopping app you need to get off of all your devices. But you say that. We'll talk about that coming up mm. next, Mike and McCarty. What? One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I do. I, I I look. I like to shop local whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, there are. I mean, I, I am an Amazon Prime member. Mm-hmm. I admit it. Yeah, I, I shop Amazon too. I had some more packages arrive yesterday from Prime Day that I did some shopping. But I'm more. I don't. I'm not familiar with Teemu. Yeah, T E M U. Um, it is one of those apps that is a shopping app that some claim will rival Amazon. And it has grown like wildfire. In fact, if you are a big Kim Commando fan, she says that Timu took just 17 days to go, to go past Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat in the App Store downloads in the U.S. It's now surpassed Instagram. Snapchat and WhatsApp. Why? Well, it's a it's a shopping app that you can go buy stuff, and it and the prices are very very cheap. Here's the rub: it's a shopping app that is based in China. It's a communist China based app in mm-hmm. sight. Yes, Commando says it is absolutely invasive. It gets it spies on other apps that are on your phone. It reads all your notifications and all your text messages and even can change your settings. Like if you have said, don't let this app have access to my video, my microphone, it can it change the settings to allow See, it. That's, how is that not disturbing as oh, hell? Bad. Do you believe Snopes? Do you go check Snopes? Every now and then, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Snopes says, team you. Timu gains full access to all of your contacts, mm. calendars, mm-hmm. photo albums, plus all of your social media accounts, chats, and texts. So think, they have access to all of this. Think literally about your, think everything about just, on your phone. Think about just your calendars. If you're like me and you try to put things in your calendars of oh, what you're going to do. If it um, doesn't go in my calendar, it doesn't happen. They will know everywhere you are every moment of the day and they will be able to do That's, things it, it is absolutely but crazy Aaron, they've said this about tiktok mm-hmm. they've been saying that about tiktok yes. for what months years now i know and, and, and people it, don't care americans they, just continue to download it and use just it. like sheep we continue it and people are downloading timu and they're buying things and if you do end up buying things just buy or beware now because now now we're hearing that the products you're getting are very subpar. Right. Yeah, you're getting a great price, but you're getting very subpar products, and you're getting them very slow because they're all coming from China. The pictures of what you see advertised may not even be what you actually get. That, that's unbelievable. So Commando says get it off your phone, get it off your devices, block it on your social media accounts. Timu is one of those apps you just need to absolutely avoid. But they said that about TikTok and people keep using oh, it. Sheep time. 1017 FM 710 Keel. My-
Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I told you my son's coming home mm-hmm. and his friend is a luthier. I'm learning a new word. Isn't today. that cool? A uh, like a luthier Vandross? Luthier he's a singer. <laughs> <laughs> What's a luthier? Um, a luthier is a maker of stringed instruments. Okay. Did such not know as that. Violins or guitars. Very cool. Or basses. Hmm. Yeah, he does and, and we've been to his shop. In uh, over in Kilgore, he, yeah. he 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 bought some. Uh, I mean, he owns like half a block in downtown Kilgore now. Um, it's so cool the woods that he has. Oh, nice! And I mean, they're just sheets of you know. It's just raw. Uh, it's just so interesting. He can design it how you want. And he's yes, and he's gotten to be very well known. Uh, but we <laughs> we got a message, and and let me give a shout out. Uh, uh, Kathy says, "My great nephew Dylan Kennedy is a luthier." At Benedetto Benedetto Guitars in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, nice. So people know nice. what a luthier is. I did not know that. By the way, I want you to take a look, if you can, at keelnews.com. Bossier City is going to put up a new welcome sign. If you've seen the welcome sign they have out there now, it's old and it's been there for years. And they're going to do a new one. There are some cool designs. One of them looks like a B-52 sign. Um, there's like some beautiful like signs. There's one that looks like it's got lights shooting up into the sky. It says home of Barksdale Air Force Base. The signs are gorgeous. You can vote on which sign you want Bozier to install. And I think the voting is open for about a week. So you need to hop to it and see which sign you want Bozier to build. Cause I so think these are, gonna... these are absolute finalists i mean what you see could be one of the signs these are the finalists they're absolutely gorgeous a lot of them have to pay a tribute to barksdale um a lot of them have a lot of lighting there's a lot of landscaping involved one one has a like the river running Mm -hmm. through there i like that beautiful i'm not sure which one to vote for I oh, want to do Louisiana. Oh, I like the B-50. It looks Isn't like that a, cool? A, a B-52 standing up. They're very cool. I want to, you know, I want to do Louisiana voting. Vote early, vote often. <laughs> I want to vote a lot because some of these are really gorgeous. You can see it all at keelnews.com and it'll have the link to where you can go vote. You know, don't gripe about it if you didn't get out there and vote on it. Yeah, don't go. That sign's terrible. That's horrible. Yeah. Why didn't we pick the other one? Well, go vote. Got till Where the twenty fifth. Keelnews dot com. Got the link on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you can vote. And twenty um, fifth, I think's the deadline. It's exciting. It's going to be beautiful when they're done. Well, how cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Tomorrow. Hold on, I got to get my book. What's on your book? I don't know. Huh? You better work on that. We got some work to do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, McCarty. One hundred one seven FM seven 